Hey guys, and it's another episode of Oto. Hope you're excited. This week I've got with me Ev. Ev's back. Yay! Woo. I'm back. uh tonight's episode does not have a number on it um, as with a few episodes here in the next month i'm moving here very soon and with the jumble of everything i'm not sure what's going to episode air in what order what episode is going to air in what order so bear with me with that we're going by topics and this one is random Yeah, uh, I I was sort of thinking, like, what would we name this episode? But you really can't name it. It's just random. Yeah, so I just come up with some random amalgamation of all the different song titles and band names. It it works, okay? <laughs> Doing the manic pixie jive until the day I die. There we go. That's going to be on my tombstone when I die. <laughs> yeah, came out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how are you doing, man? How's your week been? pretty good i'm actually pretty excited for this show i when i saw the playlist that we sort of conjured up i was like wow this is really good <laughs> <laughs> and it was completely random i, I told Ev that you know just whatever songs you know been catching your ear here lately doesn't have to be new so long as you know at least one or two of them are still available for purchase but uh, we've got some excellent tracks coming up. We've got uh, Lip Lick and uh, Until the Day I Die, or D.I.D., coming up in the first block. Two visual K bands. Very popular. Well, Lip Lick is catching some uh, some fire here recently with uh, the release of Miss Luminous, the re-release of Six Degrees of Separation, the latest single, uh, Manic Pixie, which there is a official video for on the official page on YouTube. Go look it up. It's a wonderful music video. Really high production value. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I sort of feel with a lot of o- overseas VK fans, they are like a lot of people like them. It, it, it's almost those people who, I don't know, I may be wrong, but like they feel that they're sort of better than other people. They're like, oh yeah, I, I don't like that typical VK trash. <laughs> I like Lip Lich or whatever. <laughs> That's how I feel it is. But I, 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 I can't take that away from them. They are a really solid band and I really enjoy what they've made thus far, you know? Indeed. Uh, it is... A lot of their songs, though, does kind of sound like it could come out of a Tim Burton movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, when I listen to them, I, I think of Danny Elfman uh, doing Tim Burton movies. That, that's a real strong vibe that they've got through yeah. a lot of their early stuff and even into B-side tracks. It's <laughs> pretty strong, in my opinion. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, I actually caught some flack. I said, um, well, pertaining to the vocals itself, to be honest, I really got this, um, when when I heard the vocals in this band, it really reminded me of the vocals in Rice, if you know that band Rice. Oh, yeah, Yuki. Yeah, and I mentioned that, and I just got destroyed by all these, like, fans people, because... Yuki's a wonderful vocalist. Raphael was one of my introductions to Visual K. You cannot talk bad about Yuki to me, man. And I'm not even saying it as an insult or right. even. I, I just it honestly reminded me of how he holds the notes and stuff. But I don't know. I got a really strong That's a pretty valid emotional... uh, comparison, in my opinion. So fangirl's gonna fangirl. <laughs> the children will learn one day. That's all one I'm day. saying. Uh, after uh, Lip Licks, uh, we've got uh, Manic, uh, it's Manic Pixie, but after that we've got uh, Until the Day I Die, or D.I.D., uh, A Forlorn Hope from uh, The Point of No Return, came out also this year. So another new release, and 
This was a suggestion from you because of some recent controversy encircling the vocalist. Well, I wouldn't say I just requested it just because of that, <laughs> but because uh, Day I Die is basically consisted of the old members of this band called Paranoir, uh, or Paranoir, or whatever. And A Forlorn Hope is a song by Paranoir, and this is just a remade version of it by this new band. And I really just like the song a lot. The vocalist, uh, his name is Akane, he really exudes this whole like goblin core vocals like it's so crazy vocals that he does like he he's literally like grumbling like a goblin that's what yeah, i yeah and like, it, it is a little bit different from uh, your standard growling that you're hearing in in the vk scene now it, it's got a bit more of a demonic presence to it a little higher <laughs> pitched a little <laughs> goblin is a good way to describe it that's good yeah yeah but then like <laughs> He'll go from that, and then he'll start like being super nasally and like hitting high notes. And I, I don't know, it, it's good. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate what they're doing. And they mix a lot of like electronic type of stuff without sounding like I don't know, just like overproduced. I don't know. I, I really like this song a lot, which is an old song, but what, what, whatever. Is this but, uh, remastered, remixed? Is it completely a, different? I mean, it's sort of, I don't know. It, it. I, I would say a remake would be a valid term for it going back to what you were saying about the whole like controversy and stuff mm -hmm. well last christmas eve basically the vocalist was just spouting off a lot of things about hating religion and just about how islam is the worst religion and that he's an antichrist and that you know religion is the poison <laughs> of the masses wow and a lot of the fans a lot of the international fans sort of got offended by that yeah i could imagine there there'd be some issue yeah, <laughs> I mean, it would. It, it it's, it's just really funny, and it goes back to this whole concept of, like, you like this band that sings in Japanese, as in most of the time you have no idea what they're singing about. Exactly. And and, and this band, and as well as Paranoir's band, I mean, a, a, as well as the band Paranoir, a lot of their themes were about that, were about, like, nihilism and, like, you know, hating God and all, all, all this crap. So it once, you know, it, it sort of hits the hits the fan right in the face and realizing like oh i've been idolizing this guy who who thinks jesus is a swindler right and quote unquote yeah and it's, it's not like he's he even hid the fact it's there blatant in the lyrics in the japanese twitter posts it's this has been something a, a part of this man's ideology since he's been in the music industry probably since he you know hit puberty so, and that's why he <laughs> yeah. does come off a little bit like a 14-year-old just trying to ha throw a hissy fit. A yeah. little bit. <laughs> trying to be edgy and stuff, but yeah. whatever. Besides that. So uh, there's a bit of controversy surrounding that. So you can take it or leave it, depending on your views. Uh, he's very outspoken about his. <laughs> We've got uh, Liplix, Manic Pixie, and D.I.D.'s A Forlorn Hope, which is a cover of Paranoir. Same title song. So I hope you guys enjoy, and we'll be back with you shortly. Don't you see the given me? Just a 
Welcome back. That was Lip Lick's Manic Pixie and D.I.D.'s A Forlorn Hope. I really enjoyed the D.I.D. song. That D.I.D. and uh, Paranoir, they are relatively new to me, even though they've been around for a few years now, the, these group of guys. Uh, it's just, you know, from like 2008 and, and onward, I kind of stopped keeping up with uh, all the new releases and all the new bands because there's a new one every week and it was kind of hard to (laughs) manage where I was in my life at that point and all the new stuff coming in. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm thankful that I'm finding a balance now and that I can go back and kind of rediscover these bands of the past few years that that didn't really get uh, much notice. Yeah, Visual K had a bit of a Boom, around 2005 to 2007, they got a lot of anime convention bookings, a lot of international releases, European tours, but that's kind of dwindled since then. Yeah. And, um, it kind of makes me wonder why, because the music is certainly, if anything, more acceptable, accessible to a Western audience, and I wonder if that might actually have something to do with it. Yeah, maybe that whole mysterious aspect that it used to have is sort of gone. Mm-hmm. and Or now a lot of the bands are trying to sound like bands that are outside of Japan, and it sort of just defeats the whole purpose of trying to find something different, you know? I don't know. Right. I could see that. I can see that. But I'm glad you like that D.I.D. song. <laughs> it, I, it was a toss-up there for a minute because it, it takes a... It, I'm very finicky about growly vocals. I've been very vocal <laughs> about yeah. that but in contrast you you take in some of the bands from the early 2000s and even the early 90s like we have coming up in our next block completely different sound but you know relatively same regions and same kind of i don't want to say click but uh, same subgenre same associations are made about all of these acts yeah, it, it, it's almost like if you step back and you realize, wow, all these bands came out from the same gene pool or the same like right. cesspool or, or whatever. That cesspool, I like that. Yeah. That is the case with some. Yeah. <laughs> but upcoming in our next block, we've got one of my all-time favorite bands. I have mentioned them in previous episodes. That's Tosin. That is a combination, two different bands. That would be uh, Nigu from uh, Babysitter. And Kuno, Neoto, and Kusuda from uh, Gaoruda are of note for being one of the first bands that Rio of Nine Goats Blackout was in. Really amazing band, extremely short-lived, and I miss them wholeheartedly. Uh, they only had a handful of releases, and all of them singles. They not they never came out with an out, but every single release by them is a gem, and I encourage everyone out there highly to go track it down. Uh, You can still find them shrink-wrapped even. That's how I got my copies a few years back. They are available. Go get them. (laughs) Uh, If you like Cock Loban, if if you like Nine Goats Blackout, because Rio even guest vocals on a song. How about that? Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I really should go into marketing. I do love this band, though, and it is genuine, so please... Enjoy the upcoming track from them. It's Shogun from their single, uh, single Wander Vogel, which was released in 2004. And after that, uh, we have a pick from Ev uh, from one of the most prominent, prolific, even gothic acts from Japan, and that's Speed ID. 
if you want to tell us a little bit about them, I know I've been <laughs> kind of running nonstop since the break. I'll let you speak now. <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem. It's no problem. It's no problem. But no, but just sort of if I can comment on uh, Tosin or Tosin or whatever, they're a very good band. I really appreciate their sort of, you know, they're very mellow almost. I don't know. It, it's really weird. Like when you listen to them and you listen to all their discography, it's it's almost like a trance. They're a very good band, very good band. My favorite song by them is a Buffer of Butter, I think that's called. Anyways, uh, going to Speed ID. Speed ID has been a gothic band for a long time, since like 1992. The way that I got introduced to them was uh, they were a part of this label called Key Party, which was a prominent VK or Visual K um, label, 2000s, I think. Or, uh, Key Party was late 90s, I do believe. Like, yeah, like, like late 90s. And, and, and the cool thing about that was they were completely different from all the bands that were signed at that time. They sounded completely different. Speed ID has a lot of like punk and house, gothic like vibes. They're all over the place. They, yeah, they've experimented yeah. with just about everything, uh, seeing as if they've been together for so long. And it is pretty much the brainchild of the vocalist HL Euro, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, yeah. And like they've been successful thus far. They've played in Europe a couple times. Their sound has sort of changed. It's much more, I'd say, sort of rock and roll type of stuff now. Mm-hmm. But in the past, it was a lot of like mellow, chill out type of music, which I really appreciate. It, it, it would, it, this song would, the song that's coming up would probably fit in in that show that you and Aaron made a few weeks ago. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we're not sure where that would be. Uh, that would be episode six, the rainy day kind of mellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we missed you that day. You should have been around to play it. Neener, neener. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. This is Tosin's Shogun from Wander Vogel and Speed ID's Moonjet Jive from ID the DOS Edition, released in 1997.
O T O.
Welcome back. That was Tosin's Shogun and Speed ID's Moonjet Jive, released in 1997 on the ID The DOS Edition. Was that an album or a single? I think it was an album. Yeah, I think like a, maybe like a mini album. There was a one that was MAS, Mass, and a DOS Edition. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really enjoyed the Speed ID track. I That's one that I don't have a lot of familiarity with because... Oddly enough, even though HL Euro was the head honcho over at Key Party, it's kind of hard to find the stuff from his band, the stuff that he released himself. It it just always struck me as odd, because you can always find Kagura's older stuff from Crow, you can find Aline Mariage, uh, Elephus Levy, Noir Fleurier, Noix, Noisy Crowds, anything connected to that label is relatively easy to find, you know, secondhand. I've never come across speed id stuff in my travels <laughs> yeah i i feel like a lot of people who are into the vk scene sort of ignore that band because you know i don't know maybe what what they hear the what 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 they might be able to find sort of turns them off or you know they aren't like as cute enough or whatever you know so they, they did they, have more of a european vibe than they did like with traditional over-the-top visual k aesthetics yeah they were basically like a a straight-up gothic band. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there is a bit of a clash between um, those that identify as goth and those who associate with the Visual K crowd. It's Visual K is often seen as not legit because the difference being, you know, a goth artist doesn't take their makeup off when they leave the stage. That's how it's always been explained to me. That's how I explain it to others. And there's just always been this, you're not being a true artist if you do that so there, there's this kind of a, a line divided amongst vk and goth artists and i, I really did respect uh, hl euro for kind of bridging that gap him uh, velvet eden and then you had uh, dj sissian later on artists like that that have kind of melded the two and kind of joined both worlds you know now that i think about it hl euro he's probably the hardest to find producer to find his work, because when you think about it, you, it's very easy to find Kasaki stuff. You yeah. don't have a problem. Is He's that... shoving that horse mug anywhere he can. <laughs> Damn, that's a low blow calling him a horse mug. Damn, that's low. I don't know. I people him. hate people hate on him. Some people love him. I I like the guy. He's a good guy. He has had his hand in a sh- oh in a ton of bands. <laughs> And a, and a ton of bands, whether or not he performed or whether he helped out or whether, you know, whatever, gave... I don't know. I respect the man. He has and, a lot to the Visual K community. Yeah. Whether that be good or bad is up to people's, you know, decision. So, yeah, like, I know our... I, I think our next song is Wind Whisper by one of uh, Kisaki's bands named Mirage. And what's cool about Mirage is this is uh, Kisaki's first band after uh, he... He left La Sadies or La Sadie or whatever, how whatever you pronounce it, which was basically, yeah, which is huge because before that, I mean, that was the band before Duran Gray. So just imagine if he stayed with Duran Gray and imagine him replacing the bassist of who, I don't know, it, it, it it's when I think about it, I think it's so funny that he could have had the chance of being what Duran Gray is now. But instead, he took backseat. I couldn't backseat. see Kisaki ever being a part of what a Durin Gray is now. He's just got a completely different idea of what he's he's going for. And exactly. I, I think it was good that the split happened as early as it did. I, I really cannot picture any other bassist other than Toshia playing with Duru. I, I really can't. 
And I've tried. I've tried. You know, I I play the the swap game with bands who would who would be more appropriate where. And during Grey, especially early on, they were the end all be all of this scene, and it, they were hard to top. And in fact, they're getting played downright plagiarized in the current VK scene with with uh, their earlier tracks. I'm almost you know half tempted to say that Gauze is in the public domain with how much it's being abused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd I'd rather have bands copy that stuff than their newer stuff because I cannot stand any of that. But sort of going back to that, I agree. I'm I'm sort of glad he escaped that that trap or whatever whatever that during Grey was going to become because he really helped a lot of different bands get mm-hmm. to where they are now, and I appreciate that. With this song specifically, it's just yeah, um, they had two vocalists. This is their first vocalist, and the like the reason why I chose the song is just I really like it a lot. It's really fun. It has a really good guitar solo. It's really fun to sing along to. And I really appreciate uh, Mirage's discography a lot. It's really good. And and if, if, if I would recommend it, if you like this type of sound, I don't know, whatever the, this band is sort of giving out, I would really re- recommend you, you know, just like checking out their, their discography or, or even just their best album because they have some really solid songs. And, 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 and it's a really good like picture of the VK scene sounded like at that time. That is true. It it pretty much uh, encapsulates that that moment in time very nicely, and it's some of uh, Kisaki's most solid songwriting. He's had some, you know, there's been some shaky stuff, you know, with some of the Kisaki project stuff. I think it, Mirage as a whole was very, as you said, solid, very decent project. Then coming up after that, we've got uh, Ethnic Logist, which uh, we'll talk about when we get back because we're here, you know, discussing Kisaki so much we've run out of time. I will get to um, Ethnic Logist because they're an amazing band, and you'll see why I want to talk about them when we get back. Their latest single, Megiddo, really caught my attention here the past month, and I've had it on repeat since. Enjoy Mirage's Wind Whisper from uh, Rain, released in 1998. But we're playing the version from the Best Of Collection, released in 2007. And Ethnic Legis Megiddo, released this year.
Welcome back. That was Mirage's Wind Whisper. Wind Whisper. Sorry. I did that during a previous take, too. I called it Wind Whisperer. <laughs> that was Mirage's Wind Whisper and Ethnic Legist Megiddo. As I said uh, before the break, I want to talk about Ethnic Legist. I'm impressed, Ev. I, this release has... I'm a fan. I don't know much about them, uh, but they've been around since 2008. And I, well, I've heard a, a release or two over the years. While it was good, it did have the same punch as this did. And I think that can be attributed to the fact that in late 2011, uh, their vocalists left and they ended up bringing on three more. A dude yeah. and two chicks. So, Which I, I, I think is a smart idea. Because like, as you were saying, in their early releases, I was really impressed too with this whole like, wow, this band is sort of going off sort of in the deep end and you know they're they're deciding to do this whole Egyptian motif thing, which uh, which there are there are other bands who've done that, such as Anubis, but that's 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 another episode. But like having that and then using it with sort of like heavy rock type of stuff, I thought it was really cool and it, it worked with, well. Yeah. So I'd be excited to hear more from them in the future. I, I've got my eye out on them, and I hope you guys enjoyed that track and are willing to support them. Uh, We'll throw a link up on the site where you can go purchase Megado. Really floored me. Really impressed. All right, upcoming last song of the night, guys. It's getting that time of day. Last song of the night is Cindy Kate's uh, Sagin no Neon, uh, which was a single in 2011, I think, Uh, right? It was was a single by itself, but it was also re-released recently on their Best Of album called Nudie and Cool. Just to throw it out there, I love Syndicate. They are awesome. They're a really fun band. They remind me a lot of another Undercode band that that was... Uh, I mean, well, Syndicate was a band by itself and then was swooped up by Undercode till they disbanded. And another band similar to that was this band called Ark. Same thing. They were a band outside of... I remember Ark. I remember they uh, were around when uh, Pasha and Dari first uh, joined Undercode. So then un- uh, Undercode swooped them up, and they were a part of the label. They disbanded. But that's what Syndicate sort of reminds me of. Even though they have the visual appearance, I guess you would consider them as Oshare. They are a little flamboyant and a little on the bright side. So yeah, I'd call them Oshare. But the best way, I don't know, the best way I, I could describe S- Syndicate's music is like, they are just really funky, if that makes any sense. <laughs> they have, I don't know, it just they have a lot of disco themes in it they aren't afraid to pull out an organ and just like start bashing it out very like motown almost it's really weird but yeah so I an ashari of... band that's willing to uh kind of experiment with different musical genres that kind of reminds me of Aikuru from uh, a few years back they uh kind of went downhill in the later years but uh at the beginning <laughs> they were ex- they were the most unique you know bright and happy things psychotic bright and happy thing around so syndicate not exactly in that same vein but in regards to a uh, band that's got over the top bright happy feel to them willing to kind of experiment with genre you just you wouldn't really find typical of what you're saying yeah i guess that's my point <laughs> yeah 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 they're just like such a cool and fun band well they were like they have a song called fish fight which is like sort of their song that they play at every single live and literally, the vocalist takes out a fishing pole with a plushie at the end of it and throws it into the audience, and he <laughs> tries to fish like he fights with the audience. It's just, it's just fun. I just enjoy bands that just do that, you know? 
Well, uh, to my understanding, they are disbanding because of uh, Undercode's dissolvement, uh, not necessarily because they are wanting to break up. I mean, I don't know about that. You know, is I don't that know just Japanese, a rumor? I don't know Japanese. People can say whatever they want when they disband. You know, like I'm disbanding because X, Y, Z. Well, it might it gives be us hope it, in the future. It, which is good, yeah, because maybe another label will swoop them up, or maybe they're just jumping well, we, out of the you know, scene. Independent, you know? yeah. This uh, upcoming is, uh, again, Cindy Kate's Zagen no Neon. That's it for tonight, guys. I've been Mama Cass. Uh, you can find us at uh, oto-show.com. We're on Facebook at slash the Oto Show. We're also on Twitter, Oto Show Official. You can email me directly at mamacass at oto-show.com. And we have a Last FM group. Just search Oto in the groups. We'd love to have you. Ev, where can we get a hold of you? Uh, you can either email me at... Uh... A-L-E-M-A-N-E-A at otoshow.com or, or, or oto-show.com. But I think the best way to contact me is you can just message me through my last FM page. My last FM username is uh, Yami Bito. Just message me there and I'll see if I can help you in any way possible. <laughs> okay, guys. Enjoy Syndicate's Zagen no Nyon and have a good night. <laughs>
白くしドライバー。